Hello, hello, friends. How are you all doing? I'm actually re-recording a podcast episode that I recorded two weeks ago. I just never got around to editing it until yesterday. And when I did, I was like, oh my gosh, I hate the tone of my voice. Not the sound of my voice, the tone of my voice. So here I am (laughs) re-recording. The silver lining to re-recording, I suppose, is that I can throw in a little bit of an intro, say hi to y'all, catch up a little bit. I know I haven't uploaded anything in the last two weeks now. The two main reasons would be, one, I have been in an eight-week boot camp, building a product from scratch with a team of four people, four women. It's amazing. I love the product that we're building, and I really hope that after the boot camp, some or all of the members on my team want to move forward and actually build it into an app, because I think this would be such a a helpful app for so many people. A lot of my friends helped with providing user feedback for our lo-fis. Lo-fis are low fidelities, basically a very basic mock-up of what the product looks like. Our team received so much feedback and right now we're working on the hi-fis, which is the high fidelity version of the product. That's one thing I've been doing. And the other part is winter blues. Winter blues are hitting me kind of hard. Many people may be able to relate to this, but when I get the winter blues, my internal motivation takes a nosedive and I just become tired and I overthink a lot. What else? I feel like something big is going to happen to me in 2022 or I'm going to make something big happen in 2022. I'm not exactly sure what it is. The other week, I was playing this game with a couple of friends called Avalon. It's supposed to be a version of Mafia. Nobody believed me when I told them I was a good person. Somebody said, it's because you're such a wild card. And I have never felt a truer description of me. (laughs) Sometimes I'm such a wild card that I surprise myself. Yeah, I think something wild cardy is going to happen in 2022. We shall see. I created wikis for myself of my favorite K-pop groups. One is for BTS, one is for Mamamoo, and a third wiki for this group that I've just been really enjoying recently called ATs. I'm currently working on the Mamamoo wiki, diving deep into each member's solo albums, their group albums, and oh my gosh, it's so good. They have so many songs about loving who you are in your skin and it's so empowering and i think it's the same with bts that's why i love both of them bts they don't shy away about the harder topics in life like mental health and it's okay to not have a dream in life as long as you're moving forward as long as you're happy as i'm building these wikis i'm like there's a reason why i really love bts and mamamoo Anyways, I will throw my wiki links in this episode's show notes if you're curious about it at all. Maybe you'll find something you relate to in their discography. I hope so. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask me. (laughs) All right, enough catching up for now. Let's move on to the main topic of today, fear setting. It is an exercise by Tim Ferriss. If you're curious about why I'm thinking about fears and fear setting, refer to the last podcast episode. I will include in this episode's show notes a link to the blog post that I'm going to be talking about. Highly recommend every person to read it and do the exercise. In Tim Ferriss' blog post, he includes his TED talk. So I'm going to start there. 
One of the challenges Tim has had to deal with his entire life is avoiding extreme self-destruction. Tim talks about this one tool that was the most reliable safety net from emotional freefall. And it turns out that this tool also helped him make his best business decisions. That tool is stoicism. If you don't know what stoicism is, I would recommend looking up one of Tim Ferriss's many podcast episodes about it. Listening to him talk about stoicism is what made me interested. From his TED talk though, he describes stoicism as an operating system for thriving in high stress environments and for making better decisions. There's a quote by Seneca the Younger, a famous stoic writer that made a huge difference in Tim's life. Quote, we suffer more often in imagination than in reality, end quote. After learning about stoicism, Tim came up with this exercise called fear setting, and it only takes three pages. Here it is. The first page should be titled, what if I dot 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 question mark. This is whatever you fear, whatever's causing you anxiety, whatever you're putting off. It could be ending a relationship, asking for a promotion, quitting a job, or starting a company, anything. On this first page, you want to divide it into three columns. The left-hand column is going to be called define. Here you write down all of the worst things you can imagine happening if you take that step. Write as many bullet points as you want. The middle column is prevent. Answer this question. What could I do to prevent each of these bullet points from happening, or at the very least, decrease the likelihood even a little bit? And that last column is repair. If the worst case scenarios happen, what could you do to repair the damage even a little bit? Or who could you ask for help? Think about it this way. Has anyone in the history of time less intelligent or less driven figured this out? Chances are the answer is yes. It was at this point in the TED Talk video where I was like, oh my gosh, I kind of went through this exercise in my head as I was deciding whether or not to quit my job earlier this year. Quick story. I think it was two, three years ago, I was in Singapore, caught up with a friend. And when the conversation directed towards me, like how I was doing, I broke down. Hot, angry tears rolled down my face as I was speaking to her. And I've never had that experience in my life. I realized I was so pissed and so unhappy at my job and where I was in life. At that point in time, my happiness level was directly correlated to how I felt at my job. Because I was so unhappy at my job, I was also very unhappy in my life. My friend was like, I'm scared because I've never seen you like this. You're pissed. You're sad. There's a black cloud looming over you. It won't dissipate. And this energy that you're giving off is just very dark. She was telling the truth because I could feel it too. So yeah, even now, it is a surprise that I stayed at that job for two more years. If I had to share what was going on through my head earlier this year by going through this exercise, what if I quit my job? Okay, define. All the worst things that I can imagine happening. The worst scenario in my head is that I would have no income coming in for a while. I would not be employable anywhere else and I would become homeless. Second column, prevent. How can I prevent each of these bullet points from happening or at least decrease the likelihood for a little bit? I could find side hustles. I could stay on this job until I find something else. I tried the latter for a long time. I'm currently working on my first side hustle, so we'll see how that goes. Last column is repair. So if the worst case scenarios happen, what could you do to repair the damage even a little bit, or who can you ask for help? I could definitely turn to my parents and ask for help. And if I really needed it, I could always turn to friends and ask for help as well. That's the first page. Moving on to the second page. What might be the benefits of an attempt or partial success? 
I can actually talk about that right now because I'm in that right now. So leaving that job, my mental health has been doing so much better. I'm no longer in an environment that continues to stress me out in ways that do not push me forward. I actually do pretty well under stress. Rarely let things that scare me actually scare me away. But that environment, it just was not helpful to me at all. It just got to a point where that mental health piece was really important to me. Now I'm definitely a lot more well-rested. I have so many ideas flowing through me that I just need to follow through. Page three, what is the cost of inaction? If I didn't leave, my mental health would have failed really quickly. I would have started having that same energy as the person I was when I was in Singapore talking to my friend. Really pissed, really angry at the world. I'd be a miserable fuck, a horrible person to be in company with, and also a horrible person to myself. It would just be very evident to anybody who I interacted with. That's not the type of person that I want to be in this world. So yeah, if I didn't do anything, my mental health and also my overall well-being would have taken a really, really dark turn. And I never want to go back to that place again. To wrap up his TED Talk, Tim says, Sometimes you'll find that some of your fears are very well-founded, but you shouldn't conclude that without first putting them under a microscope. It doesn't make all the hard times and the hard choices easy, but it can make a lot of them easier. Where in your lives right now might defining your fears be more important than defining your goals? Keeping in mind the words of Seneca, we suffer more often in imagination than in reality. I highly, highly recommend the tech talk. The blog post is also worth reading. It's got six sections. I just want to call out the fourth section called Uncovering Fear Disguised as Optimism. This section starts off with a quote by the founder of Patagonia. I'm going to butcher this name. Yvonne Chouinard <laughs> says, There's no difference between a pessimist who says, Oh, it's hopeless, so don't bother doing anything. And an optimist who says, Don't bother doing anything. It's going to turn out fine anyway. Either way, nothing happens. End quote. Fear comes in many forms, and we usually don't call it by its four-letter name. Fear itself is quite fear-inducing. Most intelligent people in the world dress it up as something else. Optimistic denial. Most who avoid quitting their jobs entertain the thought that their course will improve with time or increases in income. This seems valid and is a tempting hallucination when a job is boring or inspiring instead of pure hell. Pure hell forces action, but anything less can be endured with enough clever rationalization. <sighs> yeah, you got me, Tim. Do you really think it will improve, or is it wishful thinking and an excuse for inaction? If you were confident in improvement, would you really be questioning things? Generally not. This is fear of the unknown disguised as optimism. Are you better off than you were one year ago, one month ago, or one week ago? If not, things will not improve by themselves. If you're kidding yourself, it is time to stop and plan for a jump. Your life is going to be long. Nine to five for your working lifetime of 40 to 50 years is a long ass time if the rescue doesn't come. That's about 500 months of solid work. How many do you have to go? It's probably time to cut your losses. If you think that fear setting is an exercise you wanna try, go through the blog post, Definitely look at the section called Q&A, Questions and Actions, because Tim asks a lot more detailed questions that could be helpful. The instructions for this section is, if you are nervous about making the jump or simply putting it off out of the fear of the unknown, here's your antidote. 
Write down your answers and keep in mind that thinking a lot will not prove as fruitful or as prolific as simply brain vomiting on the page. Write and do not edit. After reading the blog post and the TED talk, I was thinking, could I have used fear setting in other stages of my life? And the answer is yes. I agree with the statement he wrote at the beginning of the blog post. I usually try to make goals and resolutions, but I lose sight of it easily. However, if I were to reflect on my life and think about the moments that made me move, a lot of it was fear, the cost of inaction. Let me know if you have ever done this kind of an exercise or if fear is one of your driving factors in life. And if you actually go through this exercise, I would love to hear how you felt going through it and where are you now? Like now that you have something written down, what are you going to do about it? I'm very curious. That is it for today. I hope you're doing well. I enjoyed talking at you (laughs) and I hope you enjoyed listening to my voice. I will talk with y'all next time. Adios.